this is where I saw some interesting purposeful language that I think we are saying we're establishing this as the minimum standards because any deviation from this standard could be cause for you should not be in the Air Force. Three, two, one. What is up, everybody? You are listening. You are watching. Uh, watching again to the Constant Elevation podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Rock. Yep, finally uh, got settled here, uh, set up my camera equipment. Everything is charged up, so we should be good to go. Um, been a nice, relaxing week for me uh, so far because I took the whole week off of leave. Um, uh, my daughter, she was currently in Alaska now. She made it safely there. Tonight, actually, she's attending her uh, boyfriend's graduation out at Eagle River High School. So shout out to the, I forget what the, the, the mascot is there. It's not an eagle. It's like a, maybe it's a mountain lion. I forget. It doesn't matter. And then uh, I was also uh, acting as a, a trail angel slash logistic support for the wifey. She just completed um, the Maryland portion of the Appalachian Trail. And so she went southbound. So she started at Penmar. I dropped her off there and I picked her up yesterday at Harper's Ferry. So now she's in uh, recovery mode, just kind of get everything settled. And she has some lessons learned. And then now she's already plotting potentially the next one. We might try and do the um, Virginia slash West Virginia portion of the trail. And so um, uh, I think it's like only 20 miles. And so it'll just be like a day trip or something like that, but it should be good to go. And uh, I'm looking forward to maybe joining her on adventure that or supporting her depending on what she wants to do. And so, but yeah, it's been really, really nice uh, just enjoying some uh, some leave and downtime and then just recharging, trying to get ready for the move in July, um, starting to get some of those things kind of ordered out. And so, yeah, it's going to move really, really fast. But uh, um, in the meantime, had a lot of good stuff going on. Just kind of whenever I go on leave, I, tr- I do a little bit more just research and study and just trying to figure out what, I, what are some next things I want to do. But it was important. Within this last week, because uh, some recent Air Force guidance was released, and so they are the two revised little books, and so that's the the two. Uh, um, uh, the name of this podcast episode is the two little books that could, because they are actually two little books. Back in the day, they were actually printed like this, right? And so the idea that. Um, new versions of this because most people knew what these little books were because these were expected to be in the small form so they could be carried in your pocket or I always had these actually on my desk so people kind of knew what was up and so yeah there there is a I want to go over a little bit of the highlights I'm not going to go over the entire thing because these are these are relatively short um, uh, update not short updates short uh products to read. So I highly recommend uh, if you're an airman, make sure you read these because these can be foundational. Um, at least uh, I use these as starting points for uh, any kind of, you know, when I join the new A6O division uh, in July, I probably will be talking about these two things. I want people to know these are the baseline minimum standards that, um, that not not only have I set these up, these have been sent out by the chief and uh, General Brown and uh, Chief Bass. And so very, very important for everybody to read these. But like I said, I'm going to talk a little bit about the um, uh, highlights that I saw. So the first one I want to do is I want to go over the uh, profession of arms, our core values. So that would be the little blue book if you're paying attention. And so um, that one is only is short. It's only a total of 16 pages. I'm looking at my notes here. And then uh, basically there's for for both of the products, um, they have publications, I should say, they have a purpose. And then I kind of pulled out some of those. um, um, I want to talk about the purpose and then some highlights that I saw that are that I thought were very important. intriguing and purposeful. And I do think it's kind of setting the tone exactly where we want to hold ourselves as, <clears throat> for this one anyway, our core values uh, across the uh, across the Air Force, whether you're officer enlisted or civilian. And then um, we'll talk about the enlisted force structure in a little bit. So the purpose of the little blue book is 
This revision extensively explains the profession of arms, service oaths for enlisted officers and civil servants, Air Force core values, and the code of conduct. And so some of those key things, you know, the, the, the three, you know, the Air Force core values, integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do, those have not changed, but some of those underlying subcomponents of which have been, I'd say, more expanded out, as well as the code of conduct obviously hasn't changed, and the um, oaths of each of these respective tiers of the um, of the Air Force have not changed either. So those things re- remain unchanged, but the supporting words and around it actually reads a lot better. They're actually in a better, it's in a more readable format as well. So it's not like the traditional paragraph numbering format. It's actually just in sections. That way you can kind of just, um, and they have certain text that's bolded, certain text that's bolded in a different color, like in blue for the little blue book. And so your eyes are going to be immediately drawn to those purposefully to make sure that these are the underlying things that uh, um, are important that you need to be as, as the actual takeaways. And so I uh, saw some of the other sentences I saw. So understanding the core values is relatively easy. The true challenge is to live them. It is a commitment that never ends and one that always matters. I, I thought that was a really good quote. And so, um, yeah, it's one thing to just say like, well, I have this blue book and I, under, and I, I can repeat the words, but like, like the old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. And so you have to make sure your actions actually mimic and embody what the core values for the Air Force are. And so, like I said, they have the they broke down some subcomponents, and I'm just gonna cover the highlights of it. Like I said, make sure you read it because it's a really short read, and and um, but I think it's important. So the subcomponents of integrity first, honesty, courage, accountability, and humility. I thought they were really good. I think this is one of those kind of where it talks about those individual things that you need to be doing as yourself as an individual. And so uh, obviously the Air Force is a team sport, but um, the first step of that is understanding how you need to conduct yourself and um, uh, within the context of it. Now, up next was service before self, so duty, loyalty, and respect. So now you're kind of expanding the aperture out, like how do we treat each other? And I think that's very, very important. They actually had some, uh, this is where I saw some interesting purposeful language that I think we are saying, we're establishing this as the minimum standards because any deviation from this standard could be cause for you should not be in the Air Force. And so um, one of the things I think it said, it was like, this is the um, this is the cost of admission into the Air Force. And I thought that was pretty good. So one of the um, sub uh, areas under service before self said, respect must be embraced mutually by military and civilian personnel in all grades or positions and demonstrated in the everyday actions of all airmen. Right. Respect. And so that's just a, that's just being kind. Right. It's just the idea of um, while uh, everybody can have uh, differing opinions and, and perspectives on life, respect for each other is going to be that bottom line where we, we have to make sure that's embedded uh, uh, within each other and how we treat each other. And then uh, another piece that I saw was interesting. It was airmen must practice self-care first to be able to serve others. Like that was deliberately in there. I think it might've been italicized. And so that part was interesting because it was just trying to say that like, hey, so you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. That's a good, I really like that. I felt that was a good dynamic where it's not a, just kind of like a a party line. We're just going to say like, hey, so make sure you take care of yourself. Like that's foundational. You don't understand if you can't be a hundred percent at work. Potentially, that that uh, that deviation is going to uh, create a mission failure or something like that. So we have to make sure that everybody has different methods of self care. Doesn't necessarily be it was not prescriptive of how to go about it, but understanding you have to explore those techniques for yourself. And I've I go I, I try and explore like a lot of those self care techniques and um, both mentally and physically. And it's important. I I found it uh, this podcast is a little bit of my self care because I just kind of like cathartically get my thoughts out and sometimes get my emotions out of the way. But uh, um, those things are going to be able 
it hopefully to so you can free yourself to be able to serve others. So subcomponents like under service for self. Excellence in all we do, uh, mission, discipline, and teamwork. I think that's, you know, kind of putting it all together is like, what is your job? And then what is your job in relation to the larger Air Force? And how do you do that together? Uh, excellence in all we do. Uh, I've, I've, I know that seems kind of um, potentially when you read it, it's going to be kind of cheesy, but I really think that's what we're always going to be striving for. Um, it's almost like the idea of like the the Ben Bergeron kind of thing of chasing excellence. Like, do you ever actually achieve it or do you, is it just the pursuit that's actually more important? And so I found that when you read those subcomponents, there's going to be some good nuggets in there just kind of further explaining in plain English as well. It's not very... It's not written in like a military dialogue or, or like some kind of um, academic kind of research paper. It's in plain, plain English, plain language. And so I really, really found it an easy read to kind of get through. And finally, they had uh, the why. What exactly? This is interesting. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're a Simon Sinek fan, you have to understand the why, your why or the why. And so here's some pieces that they put in there as far as like why the core values are important. So the core values tell us the price of admission to the Air Force itself. That's where I got that quote from. They point to what is universal and unchanging in the profession of arms. And so I think that that means it applies to not only just our um, uh, within the Air Force, but to, to the joint world as well. Like it's, our service components are also um, profession of arms, but we just have a different, we carry a different level of responsibility that separates us from the civilians. And there, it's, a, it's an important for you to understand how vital it is that you're going to be part of um, uh, uh, within the profession of arms. Uh, they help us get a fix on the ethical climate of an organization. So like I said, you, when, when you have these kind of things written down as standards, as core values, you can always point back to it. You can know that like whatever squadron, flight, group, wing you happen to be within, if you're not uh, within the Air Force, if you feel something is off and it's not in line with that little blue book, you're probably something is wrong. And, and then it's not like you just having a weird spidey sense it's been you're comparing it to something has been defined as the baseline price admission of being in the air force and so it, it's you can't while it could be subjective sometimes when you're when you feel kind of off now it's going to be objective like no, no it's already written down if you're opposite of this kind of behavior you're not in line with our core values and i think that's really helpful for for the air force as a whole and they also serve as beacons, vectoring us back to the path of professional conduct, right? And so now that you recognize you're kind of deviant and off, off kilter, off course, now how do you make the choices and changes to get you back on course? And if you're aligning to what's defined in that blue book through our core values, you're never going to be wrong. And so I um, really, really thought, like I said, this is going to be one thing I didn't know is this is not necessarily superseding Air Force One Tech One, um, uh, Air Force uh this one, Air Force Standards, is just a brand new book called A Profession of Arms, Our Core Values. And it's called The Little Blue Book, but it doesn't say within the purpose statement uh, section, I should say, that it's superseding this. So, But it makes sense that like you know, our core values is going to be, this is Air Force culture, Air Force standards um, from 2012. But uh, um, I, I want to say that even though it's not written down, it does supersede that little blue book. That's what it's called, The Little Blue Book. Hey, what's up, team? This is Gabriel, Gabrock Avila. Leading in the modern military across multiple generations takes a constantly evolving set of skills to ensure no one is left behind. Being selected to serve as a squadron commander in the Air Force is potentially the greatest level of influence you can have on people that will last for the rest of their career. My new book, No Pressure, provides practical advice and reality-tested recommendations to leaders on how you can successfully serve across your command tour and be the inspirational leader everyone needs you to be. Be inspired at any echelon within your unit to not be another cog in the machine and be the leader you've always wanted to follow. You can buy your copy of No Pressure at constantelevation.co, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble to include the ebook versions. 
Don't wait for the future. Define the future. All right. So the bigger, I would say, actually, they're not, it's not more important. It's just um, a different kind of lens to look at to how you view the Air Force and what your responsibilities are. So the little brown book, the enlisted force structure. Um, I was just at a going away with uh, um, one of our uh, senior NCOs, and I, I, and I pulled out the little brown book. It was on the same day that the, the new one got published. But I did this for a reason because I wanted the, uh, the audience, especially the enlisted audience, to know that, like, no, I'm aware of this. I know what this means. And um, I use this as the bottom line. If I was going to do initial feedback, these are the kind of things that I'm going to hold, depending on what rank you happen to be serving in, these are the things at minimum that I'm going to hold you accountable to. And it's really easy. And I don't have to get creative with it. I don't have to come up with the words. It's already written here in the little brown book. And so this one is a, um, a little bit bigger. The little blue book, the new one is about 16 total pages. And then the enlisted force struck, the little brown book is 28 total pages. And this one does actually supersede the 5 July 2018 edition of uh, 36 TAC 2618. So um, pretty, pretty good. Uh, but again, it's also written in a more, um, it's also written in a more narrative, like easy to read format versus like the numbered paragraph in like an Air Force instruction, even though it is an Air Force instruction, but, uh, it's a, the, the, the design of it was deliberately taken to make sure that you can kind of parse through it, but, you know, spot out exactly what are the most important parts and, uh, um, the, the key takeaways. So again, for the, from the purpose uh, of this, it provides a standard baseline to best meet mission requirements while outlining foundational and occupational competencies airmen should develop as they progress in rank and responsibility. It underscores the importance of character in each tier of the enlisted structure and clearly outlines standards airmen must meet and enforce to advance a culture of trust, respect, and inclusion. So there's a lot of important words in there that we're making sure that we are trying to um, ensure that we are a uh, a respectful type of organization and climate, right? And so if the, if, if the, uh, the blue book was talking about respect, the enlisted force charge, kind of furthers that as far as like, these are the more of the behavioral kind of things we expect out of our, uh, our enlisted force. And so the culture of respect and inclusion. So there's a section in there and it kind of had like five, six uh, sub points, uh, value diversity and uphold equality, intentionally build relationships, actively share information, Give airmen discretion when able, facilitate whole person growth and professional communication. So those are when I when you read them, you're like, well, yeah, obviously we should be doing that. Well, obviously we had to write it down because some people didn't know that kind of like the reason why I feel when you read when you do a, a midterm feedback nowadays. I mean, it's very structured and it kind of walks you through everything because it wants to make sure every single box that should be checked is checked versus a little bit more open form format to where depending on if you understand who your uh, subordinate is, you can kind of tailor those kind of feedbacks. This is a little bit that was like the new version is way more prescriptive as far as midterm feedbacks. I don't think they call it, I think it's called Airman Comprehensive Assessment or something like that. But um, those kind of pieces, when you read it within the brown book, you'd be like, well, obviously we should be doing that. Well, obviously we d it needs to be written down, just like the blue book. If you find somebody is deviating from those behaviors from what I just talked about, that means there's something is off. Potentially that culture of respect and inclusion needs some fine tuning because some of these major components are not there. And so, like I said, you can read the, uh, the quick uh, subtext underneath it, but it's pretty straightforward as how we should be treating each other professionally and respectfully within the Air Force. Um, there's bigger sections in there that talked about like Air Force specialty codes, as well as like the expectations. I think they've even talked about a little about duty titles of the enlisted. I'm not going to go over those pieces. Um, I think those were probably recent. They're updated from the last um, uh, uh, um, revision or whatever. But like 
uh, I'm not going to go over those. You can read those for yourself. And it is important. And, and you know, as far as the how do we do talent management at large, um, at scale, I should say, for the Air Force, and how do we make sure that we're setting up people with plans for success so they can clearly know where we're going? There's a lot of good stuff in that uh, in that little brown book. They also have some subsections talking about kind of the Airman Creed is actually in both the little blue and brown book. But in the brown book, they expand a little bit on what wingman, leader and warrior mean. And so they have some pretty couple of short paragraphs underneath that. They also talk about followership, leadership and teamwork. And so, you know, if you think about it, wingman, leader, warrior is more individual kind of focused. And then followership, leadership, teamwork is more team based. And so you're going to have to you're gonna go. It's not a duality of your of your um, purpose or your uh, um where you're, where you're, what kind of leader you need to be with the enlisted force. It's just, it's an ebb and flow. You have to understand that like there's, comp- there's multiple, it's tiramisu, there's layers to this shit. And so it's a really, really good read just to make sure that uh, um, uh, you understand that the Air Force requires a lot of you. We're going to build, help build you to become those leaders, but we need a lot. These are the, the minimum standards we expect out of our enlisted force. There was also a section on uh, multi-capable airmen, which is a direct nod to the agile combat employment concept. And so it's making sure that we are, I'm really excited about this. And I'm ex- that's one of the things I'm excited about going back to Air Combat Command. Like how are we actually, when we say we want um, ace type airmen, what does that mean? How do we develop like a war fighting construct to where um, maybe you have a single Air Force uh, specialty code because do we need those? Maybe, maybe not. Um, and then how do else? How do you add like new skill sets? I mean, maybe you're a civil engineer by trade, but you know how to do coding and cybersecurity, and you know how to drive a fire truck or something like that. Like all those kind of different components. How do you just stack your, for lack of better words, like a resume to say these are the kind of things if need be when I when I go forward, I can bring these to the fight, which means I need less of me. I don't need. I don't have individual pockets of excellence. I have the multi capable airman, and I like that concept. Command teams, they talk about, uh, you know, the, the, actually, it, this one is different because most people are understand about the squadron or the unit triad of leadership, but they deliberately put in key spouse in there. I do think, though, that if I recall correctly, it says if applicable. And so it has to be commander directed and you have to find a volunteer. And so there is a but that deliberate kind of function of if you have a squadron that facilitates the need for a key spouse, I think it's a great idea. I don't think it applies to necessarily every single squadron, but I think if it's available and you have the right personalities that want to be um, involved, the Air Force can provide resources to them and then we can be it can be a tremendous asset to the unit. So pretty good. Then it goes to, so the little brown book, and you, if you go to the show notes, go to constantelevation.co, you can look at this episode. So the brown book actually had graphics in there and two graphics of note. Um, one of them talked about the airman leadership qualities and then the Air Force foundational competencies and how they inter, intersect. And so that was pretty cool. Um, the airman leadership qualities are four major performance areas, while the Air Force foundational competencies are major development areas. And so when you look at that, it's a very interesting kind of composition of uh things that you can kind of they you know they're going to be your major graded areas that you could be on your um on uh, our upcoming performance reports like you know there uh, there's not a there isn't anything in these new books that talk about how we're going to go to narrative format just i had someone ask me that question and they're not taught that guidance is not within the um the uh, the little brown book but it kind of it's giving you hints it's giving you hints as far as how new things are going to be organized and how we're going to be uh, measured individually to our performance reports, and that also helps inform exactly how we're going to be measured and racked and stacked for uh, the potential for additional responsibilities getting promoted. And so, making sure check out that graphic. If you go to the show notes for this episode, I'll put it in there. And the other one was a table that talked about the. Sorry, I'm scrolling 
up on my laptop. The roles of a mentor versus the roles of a coach. And I thought that was pretty good. And it doesn't necessarily say you're going to be one or the other. Like I said, that there is a there's a time and purpose as to where you need a mentor and a time and purpose when you need a coach. It all depends on potentially the the point you are in your career, maybe your, your burgeoning responsibilities, but it's definitely some interesting pieces in there just to kind of help you understand when you seek out your your uh, circle of trust or your, your relationships out within the Air Force, are you finding a mentor or a coach? And is that the right fit for your certain point in your career? Very, very good. And then in the end, they talk about performance and evaluation. I'm just going to read this. Like I said, it's, it's kind of leading all towards giving you hints. Overall, a competency-based evaluation system evaluates increased transparency and more direct feedback between airmen and their supervisors. It is the supervisor's responsibility to provide timely feedback on an airman's performance and act as a mentor or coach to assist them in maximizing their potential. It remains every airman's responsibility to take ownership of their individual actions and actively work towards achieving specific goals and objectives, both personal and professional. So that's kind of good, right? It's not just placing all the responsibility of one person or the other. It's a team aspect. It's going to be like a, um, um, a symbiotic relationship to where if you find the right, and I've been very, very lucky to have the right level and interest and give a shit from my supervisors. And even just like my direct supervisor and other mentors, both junior and senior to me, that kind of give me advice and, and making sure that uh, um, uh, any things I need to be working on, I do work on them or even like just like blind spots and things that I'm not aware that I'm doing. And then they're trying to help me out. I very, very much appreciate it and, and open to that kind of feedback. And so um, I, I, I like the way they're wording this is not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. So making sure that we have that communication uh, between uh, everybody is going to help everybody improve as we go along the way. So those are just the highlights of the Little Brown book. Like I said, it's an easy read. I highly recommend every single airman, um, a big A airman, read it because they're foundational for us. And hopefully it'll just kind of get you level set as where we need to go as the Air Force. And then we can continue to do accelerate to change. Yet we have these foundational things already set up for us. That way we can, we don't have to argue about it anymore. It's already been defined for us. So not that we'd be arguing about it. All right, team. So I'm looking forward to this upcoming weekend. I'm actually hosting a pose running seminar on Revival Fitness. That was going to be really cool. I haven't done, I haven't taught that seminar in like seven years. And so it's going to be good to kind of dust that off and then um, helping everybody get ready for the uh, Murph um, event we're doing towards the end of the month of May, Memorial Day kind of times. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of my weekend with the wifey and the kid. Um, Lana comes back on Sunday morning-ish, assuming she's going to be coming back. She better be coming back. And uh, um, uh, it's going to be a good time moving into the back half of May. So guys, take care of yourselves and we see, I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Constant Elevation. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. Visit our site at constantelevation.co. Find and follow us on Facebook at constantelevation.co. And like and follow me on Instagram at, at gaybrock.com.